Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, canola and wheat futures are on opposite trends this week. Michael Wilton provides Mercantile's outlook for Canadian wheat production and yields ahead of the growing season. Do More Ag is accepting applications for its fifth annual community fund in partnership with Farm Credit Canada. And Kevin Hirsch with SaskAgToday.com covered the Alberta Grains AGM, which was held during the Crossroads Crop Conference in Calgary. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up first is the canola and wheat futures with Adam Piccalo of PI Financial. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems, visit farmfreshwater.ca. The March canola contract continues its downward descent. Future commodity advisor with PI Financial, Adam Piccalo, says the March price of canola dropped to below $600 a metric ton this week and shows no signs of slowing down. Right now, today, as we're talking, the March contract is actually making it a new low here. Uh, the low on the day is 595.60. We're sitting at about 598 right now. So for the week, the March contract is down approximately $23 a ton. So uh, breaking below that uh, 600 kind of important support now. And it, it doesn't seem that there is going to be much of the way of positive news potentially from the soybean side of the market to to kind of help out. Uh, overall for soybeans, the week has been pretty choppy with uh, bulls pointing to Tuesday's upside reversal and hot dry conditions in Argentina. Uh, but the bear camp uh, views are ongoing Brazilian harvest and relief rains in Argentina late next week is negative. So uh, the heat wave in Argentina will continue for the next five to six days, then showers are expected to begin late next week. Um, another kind of note as well, too, the December census USDA crush was another new monthly record, although slightly below guesses. So what I'm kind of seeing is soybean oil stocks uh, were slightly higher than the guesses, and meal stocks were about 10% above last year. So, uh, again, that's kind of a little bit of a negative as well for canola. But uh, I think really the big story for, for canola is how the carryout uh, 
is actually at a level that we haven't seen for quite some time. And last time the carryout was at this level for canola, uh, we were closer to that 550 area for for prices. So that's that's maybe where we could be heading right now. It was the opposite for March Minneapolis wheat this week. The wheat market's actually a little bit more uh, positive with the March Minneapolis, about unchanged on the week. We're sitting at $7.02 a bushel right now, which uh, I've always kind of mentioned that $7 kind of mark, wanting to see uh, some upside there. Uh, While the the fundamental news kind of remains bearish. Uh, you know, there has been some uh, technical upside momentum increasing as, uh, you know, prices have started to maybe find a little bit, you know, of, you know, stability here. There has been some beneficial rains uh, on tap for the Southern Plains in the U.S. So that's kind of one thing I've been watching. Uh, U.S. winter wheat is under drought and has dropped to about 17% on the wheat belt. And again, watching some of these weather factors right now. And here is Bacallo's near-term outlook. For definitely from the canola side, a lot of farms that I talk to still have quite a bit of canola in the bin. And while they may be holding on for for some type of rally, um, you know, at at some point, then that's they're going to look at having to move the grain. So that's where I have been discussing some replacement strategies for clients that are just wanting to move the canola kind of off their farm. I've been mentioning that for for a couple weeks now. So uh, I'm seeing again kind of some more negative trends still for canola potentially on the horizon. Uh, Wheat, we might be seeing a little bit more stability. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial based in Winnipeg. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today, Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Venture gives us uh, Mercantile's outlook and predictions for uh, wheat production and yields for this upcoming growing season. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after these messages. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. A soil moisture map from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada shows a large area of dryness in parts of the prairies. This brings into question how much spring wheat in Durham may be produced. This is an excerpt from Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Venture from this week's Wheat Market Outlook issued by the Sasquheat Development Commission. The current soil moisture situation brings the assumption of an average yield into question on the Canadian prairies. Large swaths of the spring wheat area have below average levels of soil moisture, and so precipitation in the spring will be even more important than normal. I'm looking at a map of the soil moisture in Western Canada. You can see this on the Saskatchewan Wheat uh, Outlook on the website. I'm seeing a large swath of northern Alberta, northern Saskatchewan, parts of southwestern Manitoba, uh, and even a large swath of, of central Saskatchewan down to Regina, all the way down to the border, is experiencing abnormally dry soil moisture for this time of year. Ag Canada estimates non-Durham wheat seeded area for the season to be down 5% from last year. The AFC is estimating that Canadian non-Durham wheat area in the upcoming season will be 20.4 million acres. 
This reflects a 5% decrease from last year, which we kind of suspect is too much of a decrease in seeded area. The AAFC's seeded area and an average yield of 52.4 bushels per acre would produce a 27.9 million ton crop, which is actually the same size of crop that we had this current marketing year. Our production number with a larger seeded area is 429.3 million tons, which reflects a 5% increase in production. Both Ag Canada and Mercantile estimate seeded area of Durham wheat to be up 2% from last year to 6.1 million acres, which would be the fifth largest Durham area in Canadian history. The Olympic average yield is 33 bushels per acre, which would produce a 5.4 million ton crop, or 33% more than last year. Durham exports would need to be 33% greater than they are expected to be in the current marketing year at 4.3 million tons. This will largely be a function of price, and importantly, whether Turkey will have a similar export program as this past year. If Canada can export that 4.3 million tons, ending stocks would fall around 700,000 tons, which is the highest level in three years and 60% more than they are forecasted to end this year. We should note, while this is not tight, it's not overly burdensome either. For a full view of the market outlook, you can go to the Sask Wheat website. Up next on Sask Ag Today is Ag Review with Doug Falconer as he'll walk us through the latest ag headlines. Sask Ag Today will be back right after this break. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and Migrain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MigraineExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. Linamar Corporation says it has completed its previously announced purchase of Saskatchewan-based agricultural manufacturer Borgo Industries as of February 1st. As part of the deal, Linamar has acquired 100% of the equity in Borgo, including the main cedar operations in St. Brew, as well as hay handling and livestock feeding equipment maker Highline Manufacturing and Freeform Plastics. The Guelph, Ontario-based parent company is integrating Borgo into a new agriculture division along with harvest equipment maker Macdon and tillage and crop nutrition manufacturer Salford. Borgo commercialized the world's first tow-behind 138-bushel air seeder cart with the dual-purpose line of cultivators in the fall of 1980. The deal, first announced in December of 2023, was worth $640 million Canadian. In conjunction with the closing of the Borgo transaction, Linamar has also finalized a new $700 million Canadian loan agreement. Despite farmers selling, there remained little doubt that the canola market was bearish during the weekend of January 31st, that's according to analyst Jerry Clausen of Resilient Commodity Analysis in Winnipeg. Trading volume surged to more than 60,000 contracts on January 30th and 31st, which Clausen said was a combination of that farmer selling plus the speculative fund selling as well while the commercial buyers making some limited purchases. 
Clausen says to keep a close eye on the upcoming stocks as of December 31st report from Statistics Canada to be released February 8th. He thinks it's going to show us that the farmer has not sold a lot of canola. The Canadian Grain Commission reported producer deliveries of canola were 7.8 million metric tons as of January 21st. That was down from 9.6 million tons the same time last year. Agricultural chemical and seed company Corteva beat Wall Street estimates for fourth quarter profit on Wednesday as higher prices in its seeds business offset lower volumes and announced plans to repurchase nearly $1 billion shares in 2024. The Indianapolis-based company also forecast higher net sales in 2024, falling in the range of $17.4 billion to $17.7 billion, banking on demand for grain, oil seeds and biofuels. Though global crop prices have fallen from last year, they remained elevated compared to historical averages, leading to farmers harvesting more to cash in on elevated crop prices. Corteva, spun off in 2019 after a merger of Dow Chemical and DuPont, reported net sales of $17.23 billion in 2023, staying in the $17 to $17.3 billion range that the company had forecasted. Net sales were at $3.71 billion for the quarter ended December 31st, compared with estimates of $3.62 billion. Rogers Sugar says unionized workers at its Vancouver refinery have ratified a new collective agreement. The five-year deal brings an end to a strike that began in September. The company says the Vancouver refinery employs about 140 unionized workers. According to the Public and Private Workers of Canada Union, the labour dispute stemmed from issues such as wages, benefits and the company's proposal to increase refinery operations to 24 hours a day, 365 days per year. The refinery is one of three large sugar refining operations in Canada. It processes raw imported cane sugar into a variety of products, including packaged white and brown sugar, and remained operational throughout the strike, though at a reduced level. The flood risk has eased across BC's south coast, but the recent wild temperature swings have raised concerns about the health of local bee populations. Temperatures in Abbotsford have swung from a low of minus 15.4 degrees Celsius on January 12th to more than 18 degrees earlier this week. University of British Columbia bee researcher Alison McAfee says the extreme highs and lows are particularly dangerous to bees since so-called false springs could make queens emerge prematurely from hibernation. BC Cranberry Growers Association Executive Director Mike Wallace meanwhile says a drop in bee populations would affect the pollination of local berry crops. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. 
I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, it looks like this weekend is looking quite nice. Yeah, more of the same. A little more cloudiness than we've seen. This week has really not featured a whole lot of that. Some fog, and we've sent, uh, seen some of that today. Uh, but a little more cloudiness through the weekend. Even with the cloudiness coming in, though, the chance of precipitation very low will be looking mainly for Sunday for some showers to come in. And there'll likely be rain showers as temperatures stay above freezing, even nighttime temperatures above freezing the next few nights. Backed off the temperature a little bit today with a bit of a more sluggish start than yesterday because of the fog. Uh, Some areas will get still into the upper single numbers, taking around six, though, as the average. And the wind has been up, too. Impressive uh, when the fog stays uh, in, in some areas with the wind up with the gusts upwards of 40 for a while, gradually easing up a little bit through the night tonight, through the day tomorrow. By the end of the day tomorrow, much lighter wind. Uh, Even tonight, it's lighter than this afternoon. One tonight is the low, and increasing cloudiness leaves us with a mostly cloudy sky tomorrow and a high near five. Maybe a sprinkle Saturday night. That is more of a long shot for anything significant. Maybe drizzle would be uh, more likely. Even that is only a low chance. And through the day on Sunday, spotty light rain showers. A little more likely. Still very light, though. Light is the key word to all of this. There's a little more energy, a little more moisture coming in, but still not a lot to really drive any heavier showers. So Sunday features uh, that little bit of wetness, three degrees. Now, the good news is we stay above freezing. Even with some uh, wet ground, we don't expect any freezing of that through the night as we may get to near zero, but that's not enough to really uh, get things uh, solidified or slick. Two degrees on Monday, still some spotty sprinkles, maybe a flurry by Monday evening, Monday night, and a couple of flurries on Tuesday as well. In fact, by Tuesday night, there could be a light coating of snow coming in. Temperatures will back down to closer to freezing than single digits, but no sign of normalcy into the uh, week ahead. We stay above average. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year, minus 9. Normal lows, minus 21. The sun rose in Regina at 8.32 this morning, and the sun will set at around 5.53 this afternoon. Taking a look around the province in Saskatoon and Assiniboia, 4 degrees. Swift Current is at 6. Yorkton and Melville, 0. Mooseman, 2. Weyburn and Estevan, 1 degree. The hot spot in the province is in Maple Creek again at 11.8 degrees. Cold spot again in Collins Bay at minus 7.4. In Regina, cloudy slash foggy sky. Southeast southeast wind at 35 to 48 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 98%. Temperature 0 degrees or 32 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 100.9 and rising. Moose Jaw, sunny sky. Southeast wind at 33 Temperature, 5 degrees. Again in Regina, cloudy and some fog. Southeast wind at 35 to 48. And the temperature is at zero. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Anyone wanting to empower their community to support mental health have time to apply to a community fund created by the Do More Agriculture Foundation and Farm Credit Canada. It's the fifth year of the community fund, and Executive Director of Do More Ag, Megs Reynolds, says the fund offers free mental health supports to rural communities across Canada. 
we've evolved the fund over the years. So when it first started, it was very much just mental health first aid. Our talk ass listen last year, we added in the no to the, the programming workshops. Um, we are doing online support, uh, different, um, you know, stress webinars or, or things like that. And then this year, there's also going to be a monthly peer-to-peer virtual group support session um, that is hosted by a grief support specialist, Tracy Young, out of Manitoba that I'm very excited about because one of the big things that came out of all of our, you know, travels and conversations last year was loss and people looking for, you know, more specific support on grief. So I think that's a really great evolution of the project. The application window has been open since January 18th. Reynolds says applying isn't limited to farmers, adding the fund is set up in a way that ensures no barriers to accessibility. And people can still apply. We're still accepting applications until February 15th. And you don't need to be a farmer. Maybe you are a banker. Maybe you are a hairdresser in a rural community, but you talk to a lot of you know, the farmers and, and different business, egg business people in your community. But anyone who sees themselves as a community champion who's looking to help support their community by bringing mental health literacy workshops into their community can apply through our website. It's been a really great way to bring just education into rural communities. Uh, it can be, you know, costs can be prohibited. Last year we expanded so that if we were doing in-person workshops, if we were able to also off- offer a virtual option, we were doing that as well. Really trying to take the barriers down for people learning more about mental health, how to support themselves, how to support others, and of course learning more about the resources that exist. They've been getting applications from around the country, especially in Saskatchewan. New to the Community Fund is a virtual peer-to-peer support platform for people dealing with grief and a workshop called Safe Talk, designed to equip people with knowledge and the ability to extend help to someone considering suicide. She also noted their Talk It Out workshop will be available in French. Another thing that we have that's brand new this year is a fund within the fund, and it is specific to bringing in myself or someone else with the foundation into a community. Maybe, you know, if I look back on some of the challenges we had last year, maybe that means flying someone into uh, Nova Scotia to an area that was hit really hard with avian influenza to run a workshop and to help support people getting connected to resources and talking and, and, you know, understanding more how to take care of themselves now that they're through that challenge in that event. So it's exciting to have a fund more specific to not just bringing courses in when, you know, fits with the schedule and and farming of that community, but being able to respond to some of those challenges and support uh, producers and communities after that challenge has occurred. Justine Hendricks, president and CEO of Farm Credit Canada, says in a news release, FCC is, quote, firmly committed to providing ongoing support to mental health programming to meet the unique challenges faced by Canadian farm families, end quote. You're listening to SaskAg Today. Coming up next is the latest report from Kevin Hirsch as he was covering the Crossroads Crop Conference in Calgary. Keep it tuned here. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com 
Alberta Grains held its annual general meeting Wednesday in Calgary. This marks the official amalgamation of the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. The meeting included some interesting discussion. Kevin Hirsch from saskagtoday.com attended the meeting and files this report. Alberta Grains is facing a wrongful dismissal lawsuit stemming from the dismissal of Executive Director Tom Steve and two other employees back in January of 2022. Steve was high profile and highly regarded in the crop sector. Before heading to Alberta, he served as executive director of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. No reason for his dismissal has ever been provided. Other commission staff subsequently resigned. The new executive director of Alberta Grains is Mike Flynn, who comes to the position with no agricultural background. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. We're going to keep things rolling along in the show after this next break. We'll see how grain prices at Viterra are doing, as well as the latest livestock report. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Feed barley is down $2.50 at 2.3008. Canola is down $7.10 at 5.5882. Number one red spring wheat is up $2.68 at 3.1966. The rest were unchanged. Durham 4.3401. Chickpeas 11.6844. Flax 6.0604. Lentils 7.5950. Oats 290.32, yellow peas 419.61, and feed wheat 238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is up six and a half cents to seven dollars and two and one quarter cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, here are the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt with Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. This past Tuesday, we had our all-breed calf pre-sort with 1,927 heads showing up, and here's how it went. Starting off with the steers, we had a pen of 161 red-black steers weighing 587, about 395.75. 70 black steers weighing 648, about 372.75. 42 black steers weighing 774, about 328.50, and 26 Charlet steers weighing 871, about 307. 62 red and black steers weighing 465, that brought 447.50. On to the heifers. 16 tan and white heifers weighing 509, that brought 367.50. 20 exotic heifers weighing 596, that brought 327.50. 53 black heifers weighing 683, that brought 310. And a group of red heifers weighing 778, that brought 291.50. On to Thursday, we had a regular cow and bull sale with just over 400 heads showing up. Them good cows are $1.25 to $8.35 with sales up to $8.44. The medium cows are $1.05 to $8.25 and them counter cows are $0.80 cents to $1.05. Them good young pure type cows are $1.45 to $1.65 and them good young heifers are $1.80 to $2.20 with sales up to $2.35. Them bulls are $1.30 to $1.45 with sales up to $1.57.50. Our next calf sorted sale is February 13th. If you have any other marketing needs or looking to book in, don't be afraid to give us a call at 692-2385. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Good day and good selling. The latest pork prices are at $180.69 per CKG. Coming up, 
the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. International Trade Minister Mary Ng says the U.S. Commerce Department has signaled its intention to raise duties on U.S. softwood lumber. Ng called the duties, which would rise to 13.86%, up from 8.05%, entirely unwarranted. She says Canada will fight the duties by every means available, including litigation through existing trade agreements and the World Trade Organization. This is the latest in the bilateral back and forth that Ottawa has described as a drag on efforts to improve the cost and supply of housing. On the markets, the TSX is down 101 points at 21,017. The Dow is up 31 points to 38,551. Oil is down $1.63 at $72.19 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.30 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Friday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have yourself a nice day and a nice weekend. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.